0: GirlWise is a safe space to learn and discuss all kinds of topics through anecdotes and evidence based research. I'm your host, Brenda Nicole, and welcome to GirlWise. Hello, all. Welcome to GirlWise. Today, I'm going to speak about a term that, if you've ever been on the internet, you might have come across, and that is love languages. This refers to the five different types of ways that we best receive love from others. They are aimed at bettering communication between romantic partners due to lack of understanding between couples being one of the biggest problems they face. Together, these ways of expressing and receiving love are called the five love languages. As the concept progressed and became more popular, it was claimed that these love languages could be applied to friendships, siblings, parents, and children, and all kinds of other relationships. Now, I am going to give some important disclaimers before we begin discussing this topic. Firstly, none of these claims are validated by scientific research. This is mainly because it tries to psychologically categorize people Instead of being a continuous variable, more like the human mind works. Some people have noted that even so, these concepts can be closely linked to real studied psychological matters like intimate relationship functioning, including social support, physical affection, and communication. The concept of the five love languages was proposed by Dr. Gary Chapman, a marriage counselor from North Carolina. He published his first book, The Five Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate, in 1992. In it, he took the experience from his counseling practice after many cases of unhappy couples and deduced the major communication problems into five ways to love a partner. Now, over 20 years later, he has published many more iterations of his famous work, including The Five Love Languages of Children, The Five Love Languages Singles Edition, The Five Love Languages of Teenagers, The Five Love Languages for Men, and naturally, The Five Love Languages U.S. Military Edition. I'm, of course, not an expert on the field. The only expert is Dr. Chapman, because he made them up. I guess everything he says on the subject is canon. I also have to include that most of Dr. Chapman's marriage counseling work has been within the context of the Baptist Church, and for now exclusively gives all of his marriage conferences in Christian Baptist churches. His PhD is in adult education from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and in fact, he is still a senior associate pastor at Calvary Baptist Church. So do with that information what you will. Now, is this a scientifically accurate way of psychologically analyzing people and their needs? No. Is it a technique that could help some people better understand and communicate what they want out of a relationship? Maybe, and that's why I'm speaking on this today. I like to see it less as a way to categorize people as an end-all, be-all, this is the type of person you are and what you'll always need but rather a way to get to know some of your wants at this time in your life within the context of a relationship to better the way you interact. It can be seen as a communication technique that may work for some relationships instead of a rule that you have to follow in them. It says on the website that each individual has one primary preferred love language over the others. You, of course, find this out by taking the quiz on their website. The idea is that you first find out what your primary love language is to, quote, better understand yourself, then exchange your results to better know your loved ones and vice versa, and finally work on consistently speaking their love language to strengthen your relationships. And you can learn to do this by buying the latest edition of the book. So here are the five love languages and what they mean. First up, we have words of affirmation. After watching a video of a little blob monster on the website receiving an I love you text from his mom, I can confidently say that words of affirmation pertain to words of encouragement or love towards someone expressing affection through spoken or written form. They're expressions of love, appreciation, and praise. For these people, words speak louder than actions. They need to be told that they are loved and the reasons why. Compliments are the way to their heart. On the contrary, lack of spoken reassurance and insults can heavily impact these people. And some examples of words of affirmation can be saying and meaning, I love you, thank you, you matter to me, sending them a thoughtful text, and of course there are endless ways more. The second one is acts of service. They are selfless, thoughtful acts that are meant to help someone out. They value acts of kindness and helpfulness, And it's described as, quote, when others serve you out of love and not obligation, you feel genuinely valued and loved, end quote. The people who have this as their love language prefer it when loved ones ease the burden of their responsibilities as a gesture of love and care. In contrast, broken commitments, laziness, and added work for them make them feel unloved and underappreciated. Some examples of this one include picking up a chore that they dislike, making them a meal, running errands when they don't have time, or helping them with a project. Number three is receiving gifts. In the last episode, I spoke a lot about this one, but it is reiterated several times that this is not about materialism. Rather, it's about the love and thoughtfulness behind the gift. They are tangible tokens of love and thoughtfulness. They don't have to be extravagant, just meaningful. It makes the person feel cared for, thought of, and known. Quote, gifts are heartfelt symbols to you of someone else's love and affection for you. End quote. Missed birthdays, lack of regular gestures, and forgotten holidays can especially hurt the group whose love language fits this one. And something that I forgot to mention in the last episode is how hurtful it can be when someone gives you such an impersonal gift. Whenever a boyfriend gives you something that either they got from their mom or that was regifted, it can be pretty hurtful. I do wish I had spoken more about that on the last episode, but it is something I wanted to mention really quickly. Examples can be, of course, their favorite snacks, something that reminded you of them, flowers, personalized or homemade gifts, etc. Number four is quality time. This love language involves spending focused, undivided attention on your partner. People who prefer this love language value spending time together, having meaningful conversations, and engaging in activities together. This means giving your time without distractions like phones, TV, games, or anything of the sort. When the person is front and center, when spending time together, they feel truly loved. When time isn't made for them, the other person is paying attention elsewhere, there are canceled or postponed plans or failure to listen all make them feel disconnected and very hurt. Some examples of this love language include uninterrupted date nights, picking up a hobby together, or doing just a simple activity. The last love language is physical touch. This one is pretty self-explanatory Consensual physical touch creates a connection between the two people, sexual and non-sexual. Physical intimacy and affection is the way they feel loved, and embrace fills their heart. Quote, appropriate and timely touches communicate warmth, safety, and love to you, end quote. Physical neglect or rejection can be detrimental to people who thrive from physical touch, And some very obvious examples are hugs, pats on the back, touches on the arm, holding hands, cuddling, kissing, and so on. Now I'm pretty sure everyone is very curious. And while I had taken this quiz before, I decided it would only make sense for me to take it again for this episode. And my results are as follows. I have 6% (laughs) words of affirmation, 16% physical touch, 23% receiving gifts, 26% quality time, and my primary love language is with 29% acts of service. Which is crazy because a year ago when I took this exact same quiz, my primary love language was quality time by a mile, followed by receiving gifts Even so, the difference between that 29 and 26% is most likely only a single question because the quiz was probably about 10 to 15 questions long. And let me tell you guys, some of the options were so difficult for me to choose from. I have a few examples here. So the entire quiz is based around you choosing between two phrases on which you would rather most And this one example says, someone I love helps me out when they know I'm already tired or I get to go somewhere while spending time with someone I love. And I was like, I mean, I would absolutely love both of these. In the first one, I'm like super exhausted. I'm tired and someone I love comes and and is like, here, I'll help you out with this. Don't worry. Are you kidding? I would love that. Thank you so much. That means so much. But then the second one is I get to go somewhere while spending time with someone I love. I mean, that just sounds like a regular relationship where you're happy, of course. Who doesn't want to go out with someone that you love? <laughs> so it's like, what? I I can't even remember which one I chose. Another example is I get a hug from someone who I haven't seen in a while or I hear someone I love tell me how much I mean to him, her. Um, both. It is truly one of the greatest feelings to run up to someone or even rush to someone that you haven't seen in a while and have that first embrace with them. The absolute serotonin dopamine that you get from that first hug and being able to finally physically touch them and give them an embrace like that is so beautiful it's one of the happiest moments that I think you can live as just a human but then hearing someone truly take the time and maybe I'm just a very romantic type but when someone tells me like really breaks it down writes me a love letter or tells me their little monologue in front of me about how much I mean to them Are you kidding me? That's the stuff of romance books. So if anything, what this taught me is that I love love and I will appreciate and accept any kind of love someone I care about chooses to give me. I am open to all love. So that leads me to a few closing thoughts. I have warned against gimmicky, fix-all solutions that people conveniently have the answer to for a price. There is something to be said about the fact that both the name, quote, the five love languages, end quote, and each language itself are trademarked. It's a brand more than it is real scientific research. Though, as I stated in the beginning, this can be seen as a communication technique and many real professionals do use it in their practice. We have to remember, though, that humans are not as black and white as Easy categories like these. There are many things that can stand in the way of being able to show and receive love in relationships, like I spoke about in the last episode. Situations like mental illnesses, personality disorders, neurodivergence, and even abuse can all play a huge part in the dynamics between two people. However, this can be a great starting tool to get to know yourself and begin to question what wants and need you have before getting into a relationship or to work on the ones you already have around you. I understand that the point of the love languages proposal is to be more considerate of your partners or whomever's needs and learning ways to do that is a good thing. I'm not saying it's not. But we still have to remember that all connections are complex and need constant work through all sorts of communication, not just catering to that one area of someone's life. And if you're seriously struggling, please seek help from a qualified professional. I also want to mention that we need to remember to take care of our own selves. If we know our own love languages, who's to say that we can't cater to them ourselves? It's important to balance showing and sharing love with others as well as with yourself. That includes not negating what you want and need in order to fulfill the other person's love language. Perhaps you're a mom who is experiencing touch burnout and your husband's love language is physical touch. Just because you want to make him happy doesn't mean you have to ignore what you need, which might be to be left alone or a break from everyone. And I am using this as an example, as there have been claims that the first edition of the book used a very extreme version of the opposite of this instance as a way to, quote, save a marriage. Disgusting. In the end, we all have the capacity to appreciate and express love in each of these ways. There are also many other ways that you could feel loved by, like trust, humor, freedom, understanding, compassion, and so on. Our brains do not treat these ideas as completely separate from one another, but rather they build on each other to create all the intricate relationships we have with ourselves, other people, and the world around us. So with all of that being said, it's time now for Ask Me Anything, the ending segment of the podcast where you can ask me anything. Today's question is, what is a topic that you are passionate about or interested in learning more about? This is a hard question because I am just a very curious person. I don't like to live with questions I'm always seeking out answers and I guess it's very kind of obvious with how I approach this podcast because I always try to look as many things up as I can to educate myself as I'm trying to educate others as well and give my perspective on everything but through a lens of knowing at least a little bit what I'm talking about. And so every single time that I want to know more about something, I always, always, always try to learn as much as I can about the subject. So right now, this very second, I really want to, I want to learn archery. I want to learn more about the universe and quantum physics, writing. I really want to get into writing next year, starting this year, but definitely getting more into writing next year. I love learning so much. So I want to learn more about life. Oh, and another thing I want to learn more about is economics and finance. Both of those things together, I'm really interested about and I'm going to go out of my way next year to learn as much as I can about finance so yeah that's all for me you guys thank you so much for listening don't forget to follow rate subscribe to the podcast and i will see you guys next week bye